Hey everybody, I want to welcome you back to um, or the next episode of the What Else Is New podcast. I'm Tim Graves, um, under the Graves Golf Academy, and I want to thank you guys for being listening to these podcasts. I hope you guys are getting a lot out of them and enjoying these, you know, the ones Todd and I do. And um, Today I got James Bell with me again. Um, I typically bring James in here a lot, <laughs> so but I have him with me again today. I drug him in here, and and um, I wanted to talk about um, the new paradigm smoke, um, the AI smoke. And um, I hadn't planned on doing this to be honest with you, but they last year when they released the paradigm, the, the, the guys went to Hawaii and before they officially released it, they started winning everything. It was like, they went two for two, three for three, four for four. I mean, it was John Rahm and the guy started winning everything and winning with paradigm and Callaway, I think got kind of blindsided by that. Um, and then this year they said, okay, we're going to release the smoke maybe a little bit earlier because it might happen again. Well, <laughs> it happened earlier. Chris Kirk actually won last week and he was hitting all the paradigm smoke and he was hitting the new putter and he was hitting all the stuff. And all of a sudden the whole world wanted to know what was in Chris Kirk's bag. And, um, so, um, pair, so we started seeing everything pop up on the golf channel. We started seeing it. Even I was watching good morning American this morning. There was an ad for paradigm smoke and because, Callaway will do it. I mean, they start getting calls, they start getting emails, they start getting interest, and they're going to obviously, the marketing department is going to take it and run with it. And we were actually, and I'm back up a couple steps here, um, a couple of weeks ago, um, we got invited to come out to Callaway and to shoot video on the new Paradigm Smoke, the drivers, the hybrids, the Fairwoods, irons, um, everything. Well, the only thing we putters. did was putters, yeah, everything. The only thing we didn't shoot was on really the, um, the wedges because they're not going to be released new wedge till September. But we were we were able to do this. We got the privilege to do it because um, we were actually selected as fitters of the year last year for Callaway. And I want to thank James for that because he had a big play in that. I mean, we I mean, there's literally hundreds of thousands of fitters out in this country. In fact, it's probably more than that. I mean, if I asked James how many fitters do you think there are out there for Callaway, what would you say? <laughs> Callaway alone? Callaway, yeah. What would you say? Ten thousand, yeah, tenth at least. I mean, there's, I mean, I, at least there may be that many in just this section. So, yeah. but um, anyway, because every golf course claims to be a fitter, so you think about it. I mean, anyway, and we were nominated. We were actually selected as fitters of the year last year, so it was a, a real feather in our hat. But we were brought out there, and there was I think nine or ten groups, and these are the big players for Callaway. I mean, these are the guys that do a lot of internet sales for Callaway. But I mean, these are guys that sell millions and millions and millions of Callaway dollar, dollars of Callaway product. And they basically set up stations for us, um, a dozen stations. And we got to go from station to station to station and film. And each station either had a marketing person at that station talking about the new product. So they kind of had a line they were going to talk to you about. Or you'd go to a station and there was an engineer who had created the product or the guy who actually ran the engineering department that created the product. And so I did a lot of filming out there. We filmed for like seven hours. And James was out there and he was making sure I was doing it right. <laughs> so, but I wanted in this podcast to talk a little bit about just kind of some broad spectrum or broad terms, what we saw out there and what the difference between the new paradigm smoke and the last year's paradigm, because last year's paradigm was a huge hit. It was huge. In fact, it was a lot bigger than Callaway thought it was going to be. Callaway has good years and bad years, and they didn't never thought they were going to have a what did they call it an epic year or a what did they call it a road? They said an epic year. What was it? It was epic. It was a ma- massive. Was another word they used. Yeah. The, what was the year? What the year they first used the AI computer 
I think was on which what epic flash epic flash because it did with the flash face technology right and they said that they called that their their epic year yeah and they said this was going to be this was the game changer right and they said that they literally matched that with paradigm last year and they believe that this one will be even the next step up and you know we're just like you guys out there we're always like well how much better is this you know this is the questions I ask them how can you guarantee this is better how can you you know you know, every year you can tell me there's something new going on, you know, and, and so on. I'm like, you know, and, and I'm not a pessimist or, but I'm, I'm, I'm asking the questions I think my students would ask. I'm asking the student questions. I think you guys out there would ask. Well, the, we go nerdy. That's yeah, the, yeah, that's the bad part. Right. But I'm asking the questions like, can you guarantee me this is longer? Can you mm-hmm. guarantee me this is better than last year? And when you're talking to the engineers, yeah, they can. <laughs> so yeah. It was kind of really cool. And, and uh, so I want to talk to James this morning about kind of your perception of what you learned out there what you saw out there and what did you want to tell our customers or our students about the new paradigm smoke? Because we'll release this here. Um, when we're releasing the new videos on paradigm smoke, um, we got a bunch of them. Um, when the Callaway's going crazy and we're selling paradigm smoke and we're taking all the trade-ins from last year's clubs, the new clubs, you know, the release program as we like to laugh about. Yeah. But let's, let's talk about that a little bit. So what do you, what do you think of the paradigm smokes first? Now let's just talk straight, James, what you've been with Callaway for years and years and years and years, uh-huh. um, more than longer than I have. I mean, you actually went out on the field doing Callaway fitting. I, mean, I started with them in 2004. Yeah, so you've been there. I was actually with Titleist and Taylor maybe then. So, I mean, you've been with them longer than I have been. It took okay. you long to come over to the dark side. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you've been, that's 20 years you've been with them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you've seen at least 20 generations of clubs. In fact, Callaway would probably tell you close to 25 generations of clubs. Yeah. About time. So why is the paradigm smoke, in your opinion, because you're as much an expert as anybody in the world on this, on this, why is the paradigm smoke better than anything out there right now? That's, that's what I'm asking you from what you learned last week. It, the fun part being out there last or a couple of weeks ago was nerds are fun to talk to. <laughs> the marketing guys are boring. <laughs> that's, that's very funny. California's beautiful. It's so funny that the marketing guys are so cautious about what they say oh. and the, and the engine engineering nerds don't give a crap. They're just, no. they're just going to go, well, the marketing guys have a script and they, they're going to tell you all the great pretty words and all this. And, and, and the nerds in the back are going to go, look at this. This and is really and it's groundbreaking. It's so funny because we had Tristan and Mason out there filming in there. So I had my video guys out there and James is out there and he was filming part and James was doing some stuff I was doing. And it was so funny. You get a marketing guy and they, their eyes are up and they're looking at the camera. And they're talking to the camera. You get the engineers, their eyes are down. And you couldn't even get them looking yeah. at the camera. They're like, they were so yeah. nervous to look at the yeah. camera. For God's <laughs> sakes, look at me in the eyes. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking to you here. <laughs> in fact, that one guy who did the, I think he did the hybrids or no, the, the drivers, the driver guy. I mean, Not, no, it was, I thought it was the Fairywood guy. The, the second, the driver guy was awesome. He, the, he didn't look at you though. Yeah, but the, the Fairywood guy who hadn't been on the camera before. He was scared. He was scared. I mean, he was scared. And in fact, when they got done, the, his supervisor was standing there, remember? Yeah. And he was like, how would I do? And the supervisor was like, you did okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just like drawing so, information out of it. Exactly. But anyway, let's go back to the, the new yeah. paradigm smoke. So talk, talk to me about it. Um, the biggest thing I... I, I drew out of the, the conversations you have with Callaway is how much they went back to, or actually didn't go back to it. They went to looking at everyday golfers, how they hit the yep. golf ball. I agree. Um, and how they integrated AI. And uh, David talked about this at, at, at a great level with one of the videos. And he talked about, you know, AI, you know, smart learning, computer learning. Well, it's, and, it's the buzzword, but it's how Callaway did it, which, which was amazing. And, and to me. Let's be honest here. AI is artificial intelligence, but intelligence, but it's not something, you know, it, it's, there's a buzzword about AI where people are freaked out by AI. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's a scary thing. Like it's going to take over the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, Callaway's taking AI. Now this is their, 
fifth or sixth year into AI. I mean, it's no, probably- it's longer than that. Okay. They, they've been using AI for 10 years plus. But they, the computer, the but smart the big computer, computer came out with Epic Flash. Right. And that yeah. was five years ago, four years ago, five years ago. Because I know when I went out in a big 2019. meeting. 2019. When I went out in a big meeting and it was a big thing they had and they introduced this AI computer. And they literally, the Doc Hawk who yeah. got up in front of everybody and he's one that's kind of the, the godfather of this computer. He said, when he put it up there, he goes, I just, we just set the golf industry 25 years behind us. Yeah. And they spent, I mean, it was an incredible, it was like 500 million. It yeah. was crazy amount of money in this computer, but, but it's the data they're putting into right. it now. And that's what we kept asking these engineers because yep. we kept saying, explain how you're doing this. And they said, you don't understand the amount of data we pour into this computer. Yep. And he said, most companies build their clubs by talking to the pros, yes. meaning they'll go to a pro and say, what do you like about this club? What do you not like about it? What do you like? About and, and, and so all of a sudden you get a club that's built and, you know, and, and it fits a certain skill level of golfers. They said the difference Callaway did is they're constantly taking data and he, he's talking millions and millions oh, of points, data points. points yep. from average typical golfers. Yeah. Guys that shoot 90, guys that shoot a hundred, guys that shoot, they can't break a hundred, yeah. guys that shoot 80. You know, guys what, that, they, what they ended up doing is they, they were mapping right. every contact point on a golf club right. to a swing. To a Not swing. only, you know, putting a contact point on, on a club say, yeah, great, but they're actually matching it to the individual and they're looking at, you know, how was the club delivered right. to right. the ball? Right. Uh, what was the reaction? Because what speed was it done? It's at? very interesting. When I was out there and this was like 10 years ago, I mean, I've been, I've gone to Callaway now for like 12 or 13 years and filmed like 10 years ago. <clears throat> I went out with Todd and they, I was sponsored by Callaway at the time and they put me in a fitting bay. And they put me in there and they said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you this driver and we want you to hit it. And we're going to see exactly where you're hitting on the face of this driver. Well, the driver they hand me was one that was sitting in there. It was a regular flex driver. It was, no, I take the back. It was a senior flex driver with this head I'd never seen before. And the very first one I hit, I hit like three inches off on the toe. I mean, it was so far on the toe. I mean, it felt like I whiffed it. Okay. Yeah. And it was because there was so much downward deflection in the shaft because it was so weak for me that it bent down and it caught me on the toe. Well, the second one I hit, I hit, it was like, the first one was like two inches towards the toe. The second one I hit with the club was like an inch towards the toe. The third one was dead off the sweet spot. Okay. And, and you could see they mapped this thing out and you could see it on this big screen. And the guy looked at me and he said, this is why you never get a good player and allow him to hit a club more than three times. No. And I go, why? And he goes, because they'll figure out how to time the shaft. They'll time the face. They know what it's supposed to feel like. And they'll go right to the center, the sweet spot within three hits, three mm-hmm. or four hits. They go, and they go, you can get, he goes, we can hand you a ladies club with a little bitty head. And he goes in four hits, you'll find the sweet spot. He goes, but here's the deal. Average golfers can't do can't that. Do that. No, because the so, swing is consistent right. to do it. And so what they'll do, and they don't know the feel, they don't know the timing because they just haven't done that for that long. Okay. It's good. They haven't developed a mastery yet. No. So what they do is that average golfer. Now he's hitting a hundred shots and they're all towards the toe. Now one may be a half inch towards the toe. One may be an inch and a half towards the toe. One may be kind of by the sweet spot, but they're, he's not going to ever hit it towards the heel. No, he'll hit it towards the toe forever until he changes his swing or vice versa. Well, it, unless you're getting a computer to map that or to see that there's nothing you can do about it. No. So what Callaway did is they got, they didn't care about good players. They didn't care about great players. No. They already had that information. Well, they have the data because, I mean, they'll put it on Iron Byron and they'll right. set the right. club up. That's it. To deliver a club square right. to all the different data points or all the different impact points on the head. Right. But Iron Byron isn't going to swing the club right. across the face, hitting it on the toe. 
Right. Or now, and they'll, inside notating you know, it on the heel. They'll try, and I watched them do that, where they'll set it like an inch towards a toe or whatever with a T, but Iron Byron's still doing it in a perfect path. Yeah. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's impossible for Iron Byron to go outside yeah. and inside They can't out. put all the other variables right. in there. But average golfers can. So every year, they're getting more and more information. In fact, they're loading tons and tons and tons of data points as we speak for upcoming clubs. Yes. So so go back to that again. So So now you kind of understand how they're using the AI technology. So every year they're getting more and more and more information put into this computer. And the thing that was very interesting is that for their first year, they really just used this AI technology that they created for drivers in a little bit in fairway woods. Yep. The second, third year, they started pouring into fairway woods because that was why when Epic flash was a big deal in the driver, but it wasn't as big a deal in the fairway wood. And then all of a sudden the next year came out and the Maverick came out and the road came out and all of a sudden the fairways were just hotter than crap. Mm-hmm. Remember that one that they guarantee you 10 extra yards with the rogue fairway wood because they put the AI yeah. technology in that. Well, guess what? Now they're pulling this AI technology, not only in the drivers, fairway woods, hybrids, and irons. Well, and even within the irons, when they were talking about you talking to the nerds, they're doing it on every different head. Yeah. Yep. And every different lock. Yep. Because they all react differently. Right. And so, Callaway created this year, they have, um, and I'm going to have you, because I'll mess this up, but in their iron line, they had a paradigm, a regular pair, a regular paradigm smoke. Yes. A smoke HL. Yes. A smoke, go get fast, HL fast. Am I right? Those yes. three? Smoke, then, yeah, smoke fast. fast. And then it was another one? No, nope, that's Those it. three. Okay. Just the three lines. They right. got th- four lines in the driver. Driver. They've got three lines right. in the irons. And the normal paradigm. So if you're going to rate these things, and this is how we're going to do it. Cause this is when we talked to the engineers, I was a paradigm was basically set up for a guy who had decent swing speed that took a divot that did need a whole lot of forgiveness in iron, wanted a lot more feel than forgiveness, right? Paired the normal Correct. paradigm. There's, yeah. there's still a lot of forgiveness in the iron. No, there's but, a ton of forgiveness, yeah. but he's looking for as much feel as forgiveness. Okay. Yes. In the iron. Okay. Because these, be these, these are cast irons. I mean, these, yeah. okay. Then you had the paradigm HL and the HL is set up for a guy who takes basically no divot, no divot. minimal to no divot because it's got a much thicker sole in the club, right? It, <clears throat> It is, but but if you really look at it, uh-huh. the playability side of the sole is still small. It is, but but it it looks but huge, they, but it's because of where of all the mass and they, is, all the weight is down there. Pour the tungsten in the bottom. Yep. So because when we were, they tore these heads apart, and they're showing us on film, and, and we can't obviously do it in a podcast, but we can do it, and we when you guys see the film, you can see how bigger that piece of tungsten is on the bottom of those HLs than the regular paradigm. Yeah. So they got the this the, the, the obviously the center of gravity that was poured, put lower and lower and lower. On the, on the HL. And it's more balanced too, because 100%. they're these engineers, God love them. They've, they've counterbalanced the head heel to toe on the weight of the hosel. Right. Right. And the thickness of the hosel. Right. So there's more in the more forgiving well, clubs. There's more weight a little bit on the toe. There has to be because the clubs are slightly more offset. Yes. Because the HL has slightly more offset to help you. So the HL is built to help you get high launch in the ball. It is, but it's not as the offset's not as big as what's on the, the other big birth, which no, it's is not. there. No, they're, they're super game approved right. line. And the interesting thing that we saw in this, so you got more cavity back, it's bigger cavity back. You got a wider sole, a little bit wider sole. You got more weight on the bottom of it and you got a little bit more offset, high launch. So the guy, but we kept talking distance, like this club's longer. And they kept, they kept saying, no, they kept talking height because they said, what people don't realize is that the average golfer doesn't hit the appropriate height. They never hit that window where right, the that window, club is supposed to be. Right. What they optimize. So, you know, if it's, you know, like you go and you get on a launch monitor and you need to hit your nine on, you know, 90 feet. They said the average guy will hit a 60 feet or 70 feet. You yeah. know, that's the average golfer. Well, if he's hitting a 90 feet, he's hitting that thing 120 yards. 
If he's in at 60 feet, he's in at 100 yards. Yes. And you go, so we, we're not trying to find distance. We're trying to find height. Yep. And that's what they're talking about. So every time we talk to the engineers, they're not talking distance. They're talking, how do we get you that height? How do we put you in that window? Which is low in the center of gravity of the club. And so the theme this year on smoke, to me, on the fairway woods, the hybrids, the irons in particular, was getting that lower gravity, the center of gravity lowered, making it easier to hit that height. Do you agree with that? Yes. It, it, the playability, it all came down to the playability. Right. And the only way irons and all that become playable is you have to get them in the air. Right. Because you have easy. to, in order to make the iron work, it has to come into its target area or into the green at a certain angle for it, for it to work. Right. If it doesn't, it comes in too low. And that's where you get the scooters right, that right. just hit the green and roll off. And the that's back. what they're saying. They say, you know, an average player hits a wedge and nine iron, eight iron, should be able to hold any green. Don't care how hard the green is. No. And he's going 90% of golfers, he wouldn't say it. He was like a high percentage of golfers. They hit those clubs. They can't hold a green with the eight iron. They can't hold a green with the seven iron because they're not hitting the optimal window is what yep. they kept calling it. And that's yep. what these engineers were saying. So the engineers weren't sitting there saying, you know, we're trying to get more distance this iron. We're trying to, no, we're trying to get more height for the average golfer. And then that height with ease of hitting will then convey into more distance. Yes. Cause and it will hold the, it'll hold in the air longer. Yeah. And so, and, and that goes back to, again, everyone sees, Oh my God, it's got so much, the loft is right. so much lower, right. right? But it's there because of the amount of weight that they put down low in the club. Right. They have to play with the lofts in order for it to it, not fly above the window. Now that they've been looking and at it's it. so funny. You talk to the engineers and they never talk loft. They could care less. Nope. They never bring it up. It's so funny. You know, every time we talk to our typical golfers out there, like, well, the loft of this is so cranked, so strong or so whatever. And I'm talking to these engineers who design the club. They're the guys who are the godfathers of this club. And none of them talk loft. They don't care. It's just this iron needs to go this far. This iron needs to go this far. And it's going to go. And so, because here's what happens. If all of a sudden you put the center of gravity so low in an eight iron that you turn it into the height of a wedge, you're going to lose a ton of distance because it's going to go way too high. Okay. Or the optimal wedge. So what they're going to do is they say, we want an eight iron to hit this trajectory. Okay. Well, all of a sudden they lower the center of gravity and they say, okay, that's going too high. They're going to de-loft it because they're going to try to bring it down. Mm -hmm. This is by trial by or trial, 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 trials. Well, all of a sudden when they bring it down to get the personal optimal height, it goes longer. Yep. So then that's what happens. So they could care less about loft. It's so funny. I mean, we'll sit there and say an old, old wedge. We'll ask a guy was 46 degrees. A new one's 41 degrees. And look, it's like, I don't care. Yep. I'm trying to hit a certain launch angle. Yeah. The, the engineers will build out a set of clubs and they'll go, okay, this club, we're going to call it club a is going right. to go a given distance, a given height. Right. And then they'll go down. Okay, okay. Next playability. It has to go for the average player, 12 to 15 yards shorter. Right. So we're going to make the next club is going to look like this and it's right. going to have, here's the weighting in order to get the height. Okay. Here's the loft adjustments. And they built the set that way. And the old mindset that we, we all deal with goes, Oh my God, it's always been a nine iron has been 42 degrees of loft. And it's not even close. No. Get, lose the numbers. Lose guys. the numbers. It's so crazy because, and I actually have guys that will send in club fittings for me and they'll want them bent to this loft and they're just screwing the clubs up. Yep. And, and the engineers will tell you that. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy how this is, you know, they're screw they're, they're putting them back to their old day lofts and they're just screwing these clubs up because now all of a sudden you create this wedge that has a complete different center of gravity. It's, it's so much lower than a wedge from five years ago. And you put that same loft on there. It's going to go to the moon. You basically yeah. turn it into like a lob wedge. Yeah. Take two steps forward and reach you can catch, it, catch yeah, it. It's, it's no, it's crazy. And, and here's the other thing that was very interesting that when we talked to these engineers out there and we, and we, and, and we went through this with these guys, they always talked about 
they didn't talk about center of club hits. Their, their main issue was miss hits, wasn't it? Every time. Every time. Because it's like, they're almost like saying, guys, we know you're not going to the center of the club. You know, one out of five times, one out of 10 times you get the center of the club. Yeah. And that's what the average golfer does. You know, it's like, you know, like who has a worse spot of a dime on the front face? Well, Mo Norman did because he had a perfect swing. But if you look, he goes, you look at average guys, they got the size of a silver dollar in the front of their face. He goes, so you're missing it off. So, so it's not about, it's increasing the size of that sweet spot. Yeah. It's making that sweet spot better. It's making that when you miss it a quarter inch towards the toe or a half inch, you don't lose 20 yards. But here's the interesting thing to me. And this is my old school versus new school. These engineers we're talking to, what was the average age of these guys? You think it was? What do you think the average age was? 31, yeah. maybe I think 28. I think they're all youngins. Oh God, they're so young. I mean, I was waiting to have that 56 year old guy. No, these guys are, these were pups. Yep. I mean, these guys were like Clayton, Tristan, they were pups. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I felt so old compared to these guys. And I was like, okay, these guys are the nerds that understand computers. Yes. Okay. That was number one. Here's number two is when I talk about my clubs and I still do it to this day. If I talk about a distance from an eight iron to a seven iron, I think it's about 10 yards. When I talk a distance from a seven iron to six iron, I'm thinking 10, maybe 12 yards max. If I'm talking from a nine to wedge, it's 10 yards. You know, I have 10 yard gaps. That's mm -hmm. what I grew up with. These guys don't have 10 yard gaps. They have 12 to 15 yard gaps, don't they? I mean, no one talks- Closer to 15, not 15. 12. No one talked 10 yard gaps because no. we talk like, okay, if you hit a wedge, you know, 120 yards, what would you hit a nine iron? They go, oh, about 135. I'm like, What? And I'm like, yeah. I'm all of a sudden realizing there's bigger gaps because these clubs go so much freaking longer. Mm -hmm. So the difference between the top iron in your bag and the bottom iron in your bag used to be like 50 or 60 yards. Now it's like a hundred yeah. and, and they have 15 yard gaps between them. So number one, it even becomes more important how to learn how to choke down a little bit and take a little bit off a club because you got these bigger gaps. But number two is it's how long clubs have gotten. Am I right? I mean, overall, I mean, yes. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's because- I could take an old six iron and if I hit a good, mm -hmm. okay, with the speed I had, it was going 180. Okay. If I hit my seven five iron and I hit a good with my speed I had, this was five, 10 years ago, it was going 190. Mm -hmm. I take the same six iron right now with that same speed, it's going 210. Yep. And the five iron will actually go 230. Because as you go up in distance, their gaps get wider. Yes. They have to. Yep. Because you still have to have the bottom somewhere at the bottom of the bag. Well, also when it, the higher you go up in, in the clubs, like to the, the four iron, the five iron, the gapping, right. the, the loft gapping in them is smaller, right? Because of the amount of weight that these things have in them. And that's the thing the that, that's the thing that they work out. And that's yeah. where, when people start adjusting lofts of the club on their own, they start screwing these things up because they're not only doing it by loft. You may have a difference of a two degree loft between a five and a six iron. And then between your nine and your wedge, you might have a five degree loft. Am I right? Yes. Because they're doing it by the weight on the bottom of the club, by the reaction to the face, all that put together. Okay. Whereas if you start even gapping it out, you may hit your five iron 240 yards and your six iron might go 200 because you gapped it wrong. Yes. They're doing the gap by the weighting system in the club. They're doing all the thinking for us. Right. All right. we have to do is say, okay, listen, I need it. Here's your set. Right. So these are your playability sets. That's, that's why I don't never adjust the loft of these things ever, ever. I don't, I will do length, yeah. lie angle, shaft flex, shaft weight, grip size. And we fit it all, but we don't jack with loft and we don't do that because that's the engineers. And it's interesting. And when we get guys that say, I want this loft adjusted, we'll get an email back in a minute going, are you sure? Yeah. Why are, do you want to do are this? Are you sure? Yeah. Because that's the same guy who goes, I got to carry a six iron and a six hybrid because I got this huge gap. Yeah. No. Yeah. 
These guys have figured out, and that was not the anymore. Thing. That was a, that's the next point I was right. going to go. And you I want you to talk about ran that. Into yeah, it, right. Is they did so much study on how far a six iron goes versus a six hybrid right. now, and to alleviate that. Oh my God, I've got such a gap differential between where my f- seven iron goes or my six hybrid the, the, goes the versus difference. my six iron. Right. They now fly the same. Right. Six iron flies the same as a six hybrid. Right. The right. difference is the hybrid's going to fly higher, land softer, and easier it's a lot hit. easier to hit. They, they, the biggest complaint they got, it wasn't a complaint. The biggest issue they were seeing with the average golfers was in their bag, they were seeing a big gap between their shortest hybrid and their longest iron. So like, let's say you had a six hybrid and a seven iron that the guy would say, you know, I have a 10 yard gap between my clouds, but a, I have to put the corresponding iron right. and the hybrid. But in I have the a bag. 30 yard gap between those. And yep. the reason they're saying that seeing that is because number one, hybrid is so much easier to hit, but it's because you can put us, because the hybrid has got a wider sole, you can throw so much more weight below it that it makes it easier to hit the height. Yep. So what they did is they countered that this year, didn't yes. they? Yep. And, and it's, they did it by making the irons a little bit longer and making the hybrids a little bit, those hybrids, not in, shorter to fit in the system yeah, better. They, they did it by altering the length of the hybrid. Exactly. So it plays better. Right. The length of the, the overall, the overall length, length right. of the club. Right. The lever length is what we yeah. call it. And th- when they said that we were like the first thing we, we went, do, Ooh, we go, man, amen. Because yeah. about time it's, we get, that's one of the top questions we get is how big of a gap I can have between my hybrid, and my iron. Well, and you go and you go, you shouldn't. But you see that because hybrids are so much easier to hit than irons for most. But so that was the thing. So what else did you see in the smoke? I mean, I know that we're getting a little bit long in this. What else did you see in the smoke? Um, just the, I think just the the testing was the biggest thing I saw. Yeah. How how they came about making the change to the new technology, and the other one was when you held up the face and and David started talking about micro deflections in a driver head. Right. From a, from a tech nerd, I'm looking at that going, what the heck? Right. Because we used to do it, and David talked about old school, we would modify the angles on the outside with bulge and roll. <laughs> right. Right. Now, they're not messing with those anymore on the outside of the club. They're now changing it by thickness and flexibility in the face. from the backside of the right. face. And I'm going, ooh, yeah. I have to rethink how I describe this because. Now. And you guys will see this. You may have seen it already before you see this, hear this podcast, but the picture you're going to see this year is the driver face. And they're going to show you the paradigm smoke driver face. And there's going to be about 10 to 21, 20. Well, there's going to be like 10 to 12 spots on it. You can see circles on it and you'll see like plus 12, plus two, plus five, plus six. And what that is, is they took last year's paradigm, which was considered the longest driver out there. And the most consistent in dispersion dispersion. And they compared that to the new paradise smoke and all those different data points. And they saw that one inch towards the toe was 12 yards longer with the smoke. Yep. A half inch towards the toe was three yards longer. Um, a half inch towards the heel was 12 yards longer. Yeah. And they, I mean, and so they said, when you're missing the driver off the sweet spot, you're gaining significant distance over what was considered the longest driver last year. And I said, so that's done in the paradigm. I said, if you had done this against not the paradigm, a club two or three years ago, or, and I asked him, David, this, or I guess maybe a ping or a title. He goes, oh yeah, you'd be like plus 20, plus 25, yeah. plus 30. That, the originally, when we walked into the room and, and David had that right. poster board there behind him, we're going, ooh, that, how, how old were those clubs that they were hit against? That's yeah. compared against, what, a couple years old, right, three right. generations old. He says, no, that's paradigm last year. This is paradigm smoke versus paradigm. And your jaw hit the table. Yep. My eyes went about as big as a right. saucer and I'm going, Holy crap. And I literally looked at my video guys said, just film just this. Just film this. Just We're just going to talk around that's that. That's all we need. Yeah. Because 
Paradigm was long and everybody loved it. In fact, I mean, we all had it in our bag and it was just long and it won so many tournaments. It was the number one driver on tour. And one, and one, I mean, John Rahm won the world with it. I mean, and all the guys did. Sander and all the guys with it. And now all of a sudden they got the Paradigm smoke in their hands. And what's interesting is I asked him, I said, if you hit it dead off the center of the sweet spot, is it longer? And remember that? Mm-hmm. He goes, I think smoke would be a little bit longer. It, it wasn't a great, it wasn't, di- it wasn't a great difference. No, nope. but he goes, and he looked at it, but he goes, average golfer doesn't have a sweet spot. He goes, they may do one out of 10. He goes, maybe yeah. once around one out of 10 times. Yeah. He goes, he hit it a quarter inch towards the toe. And I go again. He goes, it's 10 yards longer. He goes, you hit it a half inch towards the heel. He goes, it's 12 yards longer. Yeah. And he goes, this is the data points we put in the computer yeah. now. The, the fun question was we threw out and he says, so what you're telling me looking at the, looking at the face here, you want me to hit this driver an inch off yeah. the center spot towards the toe. And he's going, no, 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 no. no. He says, but compared to, to what you were hitting, right. It's going to be that much he, longer. As he said, Dead center, sweet spot, perfect path, perfect swing will still be the longest. Yes. But he goes, that's not what typical golfers do. No. He goes, typical golfers hit it slightly towards the toe or the heel or higher, low on the driver. He goes, so and that's why I said we've measured, well, 21 different data points across the face. And we've had now had the opportunity to put that many points in, the, in this AI computer to now be able to build something that is significant. So he goes, you took last year's paradigm. Yeah. And he goes, you hit it a half inch towards the toe. He goes, he goes, and when he says he's like 220 yards. He goes, you take this year's paradigm smoke, mm-hmm. give it in the exact same spot with the exact same swing. It now goes 232 yards. Yeah. And it's having that, those data points now and being able to show that before we used to talk about it, right. we always would say, yeah, you know, they've maximized center hits. The center hits can't go any further. Right. They, they sort of maximize the speed here. Right. But everything they're doing was to engineer something so that when you miss hit the club, it was better. Right. Right. And that was used to be, you know, take my word on it. These engineers are doing this. Right. Now you can actually put this up and say, there's the hard so, data. So to kind of end this, what we learned was that by the driver was that they took the paradigm, they made it longer. But the biggest difference in the paradigm versus the previous year's driver, which was the Rogue ST Max, was the dispersion. It was 25 to 30% more accurate. Yes. And that's the first thing John Rom said when he won that tournament in Hawaii last year. He goes, oh my God, he was hitting this driver off the heel. I can't Even miss John, the fairway. Because I can't miss the fairway. There was a quote that he goes, I'm missing this thing off the heel and I can't miss the fairway. He goes, it's ridiculous. And then this year, what they did is they took that same dispersion, which is still in the driver. That's still that accuracy. They didn't lose that accuracy. No. But they made the toe and heel longer or the miss hits longer. And so they now made it, it, they made the dispersion tighter as right, well. Right. So now it's not only better dispersion, it's longer. Yep. So it's now, so you don't miss it. You don't lose 20 yards because I'm telling you right now, I have a driver five years old and I hit it. I hit off the sweet spot. It goes 260. I hit off the heel to go 230. It go 220. I mean, you lose 20 to 30 yards off the heel. I mean, and sometimes even longer. You heel hit it and you're like, I just added four clubs to this hole. I just had three clubs to this hole. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I was watching Shell's Wonderful World of Golf last night, some late thing. And Nicholas was playing Palmer. And Nicholas hits a drive. And they're about the same distance when they're playing. This is when they were young. And Nicholas hits one right down the middle. And he had 162 yards in this hole. And it was really funny. He hit six irons. So it tells you all long this one's, yeah. all this one's okay. He had, or no, I take that. He had 167 yards into the hole and he hit six iron. Well, Palmer got up over and he hit it and he goes, oh, and he goes, I hit it off the heel. And okay. He had 200 and what? 210. Yes. And you know, he had 50 yards longer into the hole than Nicholas did. And he had to hit a four iron or three iron in there. And he was longer with his irons than Nicholas, yeah. but he had a three and a camp like 20 yards short. Okay. But he healed it and lost like 50 yards. Okay. That's not the way it is anymore. Not anymore. Right. And that, and I looked at this thing. I'm like, that's the difference in golf right now. 
They're not getting longer off the sweet spots. They're getting longer off the miss hits and significantly longer. And you guys, and I know- significantly straighter. Right, and you're you're hearing our words on this, but you'll see the videos on this. Hopefully you watch those. You'll watch the, um, you'll see the graphics that come up. This graphic that we had behind us will be the number one graphic for the driver. Yeah. But they did that in all the clubs. So the smoke, you think it's gonna be pretty popular this year? I think it's gonna be extremely popular yeah. this year. I think um, if we send out our pre-orders like we normally do, right. and we use our trade-in trade-up like, our members mm-hmm. should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Callaway's going to be able to keep up. Uh, you listen to what James is saying. I mean, number one, <clears throat> the Paradigm Driver, the Paradigm Fairwoods are basically the same price that Smoke as the Paradigm introduced last year. We have introductory rates, a little bit yep. cheaper. Okay. They brought the pricing of the irons down. They thought yes. they overpriced them a little bit last year because it was a, the metal they put in there last year was kind of a forged type metal and it was softer and so it was kind of more expensive. So the Paradigm Smoke irons which is a cast kind of metal. They brought the pricing down. It's very similar to what the Rogue was two years ago. Right. So Callaway believed they may have overpriced the market last year. So right now, today, or in January, you can trade in your paradigms from last year for the new paradigm smokes and get the whole thing for a couple hundred bucks. It's going to be very close to that. Yeah. And the Rogues from two years ago, you can trade them in for like six or 700 bucks. You can get the whole set. No, it's ridiculous because I've already put some of these in and a guy turned in his, his paradigm he bought six months ago for brand new paradigm smoke. And the difference was like 170 bucks. Wow. And it was like, and that was 12 clubs. And I was like, and I didn't realize how good it was. And I was like, oh my Lord. So what you're saying is we're going to get really busy here in the next well, couple the, of weeks. The reason is, is because when they released the paradigm last year, the irons were 210 bucks a piece. Yeah. They're 155 bucks a piece right now. Yeah. So there's a $60 difference. You know, and there's, and there's like a $55 difference in them. We take that by six irons, seven irons in a set. All of a sudden you're talking three or $400 difference. Yep. And there you go. And they so, have, and they haven't modified their, even with the new paradigm with the release coming out early, you know, it's late in the month, but it's still before they typically change their rates on the trade in trade up yeah. scale. And that's their thing I'm going to bring in here just in lat. We'll end it this way, but I want you to talk. James runs my trade in trade up program. You guys all out there that know that bought clubs and trade stuff in know that I give you this, the spiel and then James takes care of you guys. Um, tell them about that a little bit real quick. I'm just going to end it this way. You are, you follow trade and trade up daily. You follow hourly follow by the minute. I mean, like I do, but you mean, I'm the one that answered talks to the guys and you follow up on it. Okay. Tell them about how the rates change. Would you please tell them out there? Because <clears throat> I keep telling this and they don't believe me. <laughs> they don't yeah. believe you. Talk about the trade and trade up rates. Would okay. you? Well, we get, you get into a conversation with the guys when they're buying their clubs and it may be one email. It may be a hundred emails, a hundred emails. Right. And while that's going on, we get closer and closer and closer to the end of the month. Correct. On the first of the month, every month, Callaway comes up with a new trade, a new trade table. It's and not to change it's the a, rates. It's a national trade it's, table. It's yeah. It's everybody, every company that does trade and trade up changes the rates at the first of the month. Right. So on the first of the month, Callaway will put out a new rate table right. for the next, for this coming month. Right. And if you're at the end of the month and all of a sudden you're at the 29th or you're the 30th of the month and you're saying, well, I may do it, I may not do it. And then all of a sudden you say, you know, February 3rd, yeah. you go, okay, let's do this. I want to make the trade now. Well, you take the chance that your rates may have changed. And they change down. They never change they, up. They, they never go up. They never go up. They go down. No. So, so that's why when we do the trade up and all of a sudden we send you the trade paperwork back and you say, well, how come it dropped? I'm like, I'm getting $50, $75 less mm-hmm. on my trade than I did two weeks ago. I said, cause you went over the, over the month right. 
And I have to use the trade table when, when we establish the trade. When an order is placed, the day it is placed, the rates are held that day. So Absolutely. if we place an order on the 30th, they're held that day. Yes. We don't put the rate to do And James is very diligent about that because he knows how these things change. In fact, our busiest days are the last couple of days of the month because we're cramming in the orders those last few days of the month. But you put you you talk, I give you trade rates on the 29th, like James said, and then you tell me, oh, you tell me on the fourth you want to put the order in so you don't confirm it for a week. That's the day they go in. That's yeah. the same. Now, sometimes they change, sometimes they don't. Okay. But it's a quality, it's it's a quantity issue. So if everybody, if if right now, like a paradigm driver right now, you can trade it in with a member's bonus and get like um 375. 375 for it. Yeah. So it's almost it's just under 400 bucks. Okay. And a lot of people bought that driver for just under 500 bucks. Okay. So all of a sudden now the whole world is going to be trading in their paradigm for this new paradigm smoke in yep. January. So all of a sudden February goes out and Callaway looks at their inventory and they got 6,000 paradigm heads sitting there. That have they're, to go into the pre-owned sale. They have sale. to go into the pre-owned sale or go on eBay. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to drop their down and say, okay, you're going to get a little bit less for it now because yeah. we can't sell them that much anymore because the supply versus demand out there, they go down. Yeah. Am I right? True. So- that's why when you do this and all those out there that kind of have our lease program where they do a new driver every year, don't wait two or three months. Do it as fast as possible because you, we want to get you the highest rates. Typically, January and February's rates are very similar. March and April is when you start seeing them get hit because March and April is when guys start playing golf and start thinking about replacing their equipment and starts getting the new stuff out there and so on. It, it, it'll follow the cycle of when the new seasons are open. Right. Uh, west, west. From west to east, right. from south to north. Right. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out to you guys because we get that question a lot. And James, you know, gets has to deal with that a lot, emails and calls. But anyway, so I think the smoke's going to be a hit. I do. Okay. Honestly, do. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a big hit too. I'm already getting a lot of questions on it. So I wanted to do this podcast. But, um, and I want to thank you again, James, for helping me with, the, with their helping us with that. Um, getting the fitter of the year. That's a really, really big deal. It's a good feather in her hat. It is a big feather in her hat. It gives us a lot of perks. Um, Callaway's coming in and building out our, our center here and they're putting- That's hey, going to be so good. And they're putting a lot of money and a yeah. lot of effort into the center that we're doing. I mean, a lot. I don't think we could afford it, what they're going to do. No. So, yeah. So, it's going to be very we, cool. I think when it's all done mm-hmm. and the grass is finally green and right. everything is settled- we are going to be the best facility in probably the U.S. I don't disagree. What they're talking to us about doing for us, yeah, I don't doubt that. No, I mean, They're talking about putting leaderboards. They're talking about TVs and that they have ongoing yeah. leaderboards for tournaments that are going on right now. Yeah. So you can sit in there and be fit and look up and see where the guy just buried a hole in the tournament in Hawaii. And yeah. I mean- they're talking about putting active leaderboards in our place. I mean, this I'm, I'm listening going, oh my God. Yeah. So we just get, the more they talk about, the more excited we get. When we yeah. had a great meeting yesterday with our guys and yeah. it's there, we had a vision mm-hmm. and I think they've taken that vision yeah. and expanded it by a factor of a hundred. Yeah, I agree. So we'll talk more about that later. We'll yeah. talk when the thing gets going and we hope you for next time. Yeah. By June or July of this year, we'll get that sucker going and get it in there. So thanks James. Appreciate it, bud. And um, guys there, if you guys got any questions on the Paradigm Smoke or anything, give me an email, give us a shout and um, we'll get you guys going. We'll be pouring those orders in for the next few weeks or say that for this year, but they'll be hot and heavy this, you know, while in January for the pre-order. So anyway, we're putting them in we're getting them going. You guys, you got any questions that let us know. We'll, we'll talk to you guys real soon.